Hey guys, and welcome to the Alternative Movement Podcast. My name is Craig, your host, and this is a place we talk about everything adaptive training. Today, we are joined all the way from the USA um, by Stephen Walker. Yes, sir. Hey, Stephen. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where <laughs> you are in the world. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Um, we had a bit of a, a mess up because uh, we sort of time traveled over the past few days. Um, we were set to have a podcast at my time, two o'clock, and Stephen's time, it was 10 o'clock. But uh, daylight savings time is slightly different in the US than it is in the UK. <laughs> it changes at different times. So I was sitting there like, where is he? But yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm still, asleep. I'm still asleep. I'm <laughs> still asleep. Still asleep. At 9 a.m., hopefully not. Uh, no, nah, I was just getting up, stretching, um, <laughs> got some food in me. And I was like, hey, let me take a shower. I'll be on real quick. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, Stephen jumped on uh, pretty quick anyway. I was just sort of uh, walking around twiddling my thumbs. I was buzzing out my head on coffee at the time. So I was like, oh, damn it, I've got to use all this energy for something. <laughs> yeah, but. Cool. So um, obviously I've seen some of the stuff you do um, with your own training and uh, I'm excited to have a conversation today with you about uh, Willwood. So Willwood yes. is uh, a competition for adaptive athletes for anyone that doesn't know. And uh, we're going to get into that um, in a bit anyway. But first of all, I would like to find out some stuff about you, Stephen. Tell me about yourself, what you do. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, man. So Stephen Walker here. Uh man of many lives but recently i fell into love with crossfit adaptive crossfit um been doing training competition since 2018 i mean i fell in love with the, the whole change up with the fitness and you know challenging myself to try something new um growing up the only thing i knew was basketball in my neighborhood and so after trying out for basketball in high school and college didn't get any opportunities there had a shot at playing semi-pro. I uh, played uh, for a good year, um, got some good offers. And, of course, I like every every dream, I got hurt last regular season game and kind of changed my path on life. Then started training, started working with the trainer. And, you know, I saw CrossFit, how it made, like, my friends look different, how everybody was feeling good and a lot better, even though they were passing out after every single workout. <laughs> I can get behind that. Uh, first competition I got to witness and volunteer for was a uh, Waterpalooza in uh, Miami, Florida. Um, great fitness festival. People around the world definitely is great for bringing the community together. And this is the first time I've witnessed the adaptive community, the adaptive athletes. Um, watching guys with one arm climb up a rope to people in wheelchairs tossing up, you no know, two hundred pounds, like just crazy, crazy weight crazy movements, things that I've never witnessed growing up in my life. Um, fast forward, I've been doing Willwatt. Um, Willwatt has the Open, just like how CrossFit has the Open. And so we kind of mirrored their competition for the longest. Um, up until you know, last year, they kind of included us in their Open. It was first year ever, which is kind of fun. You know, a lot of things that need to be worked on. But as of right now, we just wrapped up the World War Games uh, last weekend, uh, last week. Uh, Three-day competition, 11 workouts. It was pretty intense. Definitely a good test of fitness for all of us. Um, I think it was nine, 11 divisions, yeah. So between those standing uppers, if you have one-point contact or two points, uh, standing lower, one, two points, neural major, neural minor, um, uh, Central visual, uh, short stature. Um, I, I hope I don't think I, don't, I think that's everybody. Uh, seated one, seated two. Um, if you have hip function, no hip function. I mean, we we had a lot of athletes from representing twenty five different countries. Um, it was a good turnout, and they they already ready for us to like grow. Um, mm. First year, the competition was in America. It's usually normally in Canada where the it originated from um, the program director, uh, Stouty, um, Chris Stoutenberg, great man, great coach. Uh, it's all about the suffering for everybody. doesn't care what your limitations or uh, adaptation is. And that's probably the best thing about it. You no, know, there is no sugar coating. There's no, no, hey, you have this limitation. We're just going to take it easy. No, we're going to figure out what's, what adaptation you have, and we're going to get the best out of you. No, there is no excuses. 
Yeah, I think that's the thing I love about it the most as well, especially adaptive games. It's 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 not like it's not pussyfooting around people's mm-hmm. conditions. It's like right, what you got? Right, let's work with it. Let's do it. And it's yep. um, and that's what it, that's what it, I think it needs to be about. It. it wants to be inclusive, and I think to truly be inclusive, like you can't segregate and make things easy because of a disability, um, exactly. which is awesome. Like, I've been following some of the uh, World War Games and some of the some of the stuff on Instagram and. Uh, yeah, they was getting hard. Yeah, <laughs> no, they was not going easy. Like the craziest thing about this weekend was we really didn't know any of the workouts. Um, we'll have a briefing before you know each workout, and we'll find out five minutes before it was time to go. Um, mm-hmm. At least for my division, because we were like the first heat, first to second heat. So as soon as we found out, you no, know, the workout. All right, we got about five minutes to warm up and and go. Um, but I like the unknown. I've, I've spent the past few months training for the unknown, um, just going through movements, coming up with different rep schemes and different volumes and weights for it. Um, like even the last second to last workout uh, was called Chaos One. We just got on the floor and we just had to stare at our judge and whatever our judges tell us to do, we just do it and keep going until they tell us to stop and go to the next movement. That's the thing. I love some of these names of these CrossFit workouts. Like today, I run a class and we've done a uh, Karen. So if you're familiar with Karen. Oh, yeah. Uh, 150 warbles. <laughs> I'm probably the only one that likes Karen. <laughs> yeah. See, see, I quite uh, like warbles, so I, I don't mind. Even though I'm yeah. quite tall. I'm 6'5". Six, six, uh, warbles tend to take me mm. a little bit longer, but I quite enjoy once I get into that flow. But you just see people's face. They're like, yeah, today we're doing Karen. And they're like, some of them know what Karen is. And some of them are like, it's like oh, oh, what's Karen? That's, that, that sounds nice. Okay, grab yourself a warble. <laughs> We just keep going. I dream to be six five, <laughs> at least six foot. <laughs> I'm I'm five eleven going up against these giants while I was playing basketball. It was whew. but Karen, uh, because I'm have a strong basketball background, anything with the wall balls, anything with jumping, no, it feels natural to me. Um, yeah, that's that's your fourth. So I could so I could keep keep going. And um our I think our fifth workout, the last workout we had on Friday. Um, it was 15 minute AMRAP, but the first thing we had to do was 90 wall balls. Um, and I was one of the few that went unbroken on the wall balls. And I was wow, like, man, you're crazy. 90. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to retest Karen because I haven't done Karen straight through. Um, I've done like combinations of like Karen and Cindy and you no know, broken up the reps, but the the goal was always to go unbroken mm-hmm. um with with that movement or at least certain movements. Um it's all about breathing. Like if you can breathe while you're moving, no, it, it, it actually gets easier for me. No. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely taxing on the, uh, the cardio for that one because it's mm. just that continuous up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, anything like wall balls and rowing, I, I quite like that combo. That's quite a nice combo, that push and pull. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely I, I like programming. So um, what um, what would you say one of your favourite of the girl wads? So Karen, oh, Karen's one of yours. Yeah, she's one. Um, back when I was uh, like 30 pounds smaller, uh, I, I love Kelly um, running wall balls and box, box jumps. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything that a basketball player dreams of doing um, <laughs> or that we're good at. Um, Kelly is another fun one. Uh, it was all I've done versions of Kelly and, um, and Karen together. And I think my last one that I've done as a combo was on. Um, uh, Karen and Andy. So, uh, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, uh, double unders and sit ups. And then nice. adding GHD sit ups to that. <laughs> That's blowing still, you still out. No rap, though. Still no rap, though. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely had, had built my core strength for sure. Mm. Um, so, probably one of my favorites, Linda. I've done Linda a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, the three, yeah. three, three bars of death. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a vicious vicious workout. <laughs> she's strong. She's strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sort of get to that. I, I always in that workout get to about the halfway point, so the five, 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 and that's it. Like my mm. my nervous system's gone. It's taxed. I can still lift, but I'm just not there anymore. Yeah, I've done version of Linda, not like not with the exact weight, but like maybe 55, 65 of those lifts. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be able to like get the reps in and you know go through the movements without muscle fatigue and muscle failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with a lot of workouts, um, 
I try to adapt to where I still get the volume, but never completely go into like muscle failure, unless that's like the natural program workout. Because I mean, doing everything one arm, as soon as I hit muscle failure, it's going to be a while before I can actually function. <laughs> so I'd love to um, uh, sort of find out your input on that as well. So um, with, with, let's take, for example, like a workout like Linda, um, deadlifts, uh, power cleans and bench press. How would yourself, how would you adapt that program or how would you make it more adaptable for yourself in regards to their movements? So with those movements, um, have to know, I just have to know my strength. So deadlifts is a good strength and coming up strength. I finally got better um, with using my harness, core stability and back strength overall and actually finally engaging my hamstrings for once. Um, my cleans, I have definitely got stronger. Um, one my, become one of my favorite movements overall. Mm. And so I could kind of you know, play around with that weight um, just to see what's a good volume to hit and maintain. Um, the bench press is definitely not my strength. So if I'm doing bench, I could use a dumbbell and try to hit those reps at a heavier dumbbell weight. If not, um, barbell would definitely be scale. No, I, my mass on the bench is 100 pounds, so trying to do like my body weight or even half my body weight. I'm a big boy. It's not happening. Um, <laughs> so definitely would scale the bench to where I'm at least at 70, 75% because I could hit those reps. Like 75 pounds, I could do a few good reps of, or like five reps. Um, if I had to you know, break it up, you know, five is like you know, my max number on the bench. I try not to do anything more than five right now just because of you no know, muscle fatigue. Going to like the cleans and deadlifts, I want to make sure I'm able to, you know, be functional to get through the, the movements and get through the workout. Mm. Nice. So, um, so in regards to your upper arm, do you have uh, any use, any use with this arm? So, to to to, to maintain symmetry during workouts, so you can obviously you can obviously move it up and down, etc. So I have limited mobility to where, mm -hmm. you no, know, from the shoulder to the elbow, range of motion is kind of there. I mostly catch it um, when I do my cleans or doing any kind of push press or shoulder overheads. I'll rest it on, say, my deltoid, my uh, front shoulder. I have just enough pick to where I can be able to catch cleans and do thrusters. Um, mm -hmm. But from the elbow down, no, there's less function. Uh, I have no triceps, so I can only bend. I can't cannot stand. Um, all right, somebody calling me. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so going from the elbow down, uh, I could have a little bicep to where I could constantly you know, keep my arm bent. I can't really mm -hmm. stand. Uh, my wrists, I uh, have little flexion. You know, as you see, my I'm like tweaking, trying to flex my wrist. Um, fingers, I've lost feeling in those over time. Um, they haven't turned black, but I said as soon as they turn black, I need to probably chop them off. Wow. <laughs> just to make sure I don't know get sick or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I do use my arm for random little things. I mean, you know, wear my my whoop, my watch, you know, try to tell time, try to keep pace when I'm doing my cardio and stuff. Um some days it tracks my heart rate, some days I look at it and wonder if I'm having a heart attack just from walking. Um <laughs> Uh, and I played around with it. I, um, I just have an irregular heart rate um, overall um, from my fitness. I don't know when it started. Um, I mean, last time I saw a doctor, they they just told me to just not do anything. And oh. I, I don't. <laughs> I, it's I, it's I amazing how doctors tell us that, isn't it? I'm not very well. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, the, a lot of the doctors, like the ones I've seen growing up have always been shelter, like sheltering me, you know, putting limits saying, hey, you no, know, shouldn't be playing basketball, you no, know, you could mess up your arm or cause injuries and this and that. Like, well, I might as well just live in a box if that's the case. And then most of the doctors around you no know, my area are no fitness at all. They don't even go to you no know, the global gym. Then mm -hmm. everybody's a smoker or a, I have a obese doctors telling people that work out that they're overweight and they're like in perfect shape doing muscle ups and all of the elite <laughs> regional athletes telling them that they're they're overweight obese on the verge of obesity it's yeah. very backwards um <laughs> around these parts um Mate, it's, just, it's, it's, it's country, exactly but... the same in the uk it's exactly the same okay. in the uk um i've been told i'm overweight and uh, I'm, I'm currently sitting at 117 kilos so um what's that in pounds that's, that's... 
You're at two. You're barely two hundred. Yeah, I'm crazy. Like, little towards, still smaller than me. Um, yeah, I'm two fifteen, <laughs> and like I, I, I gotta see my nutritionist um later on today. Um, switching up the nutrition, getting ready for the next season because the next season is about to start real soon. Mm. Um, there is no such thing as off season <laughs> um for the adaptive um competitions. Um, CrossFit, no. No, the oh, we know the opens in February, mm-hmm. but in the adaptive just, un, just under hundred days. Yeah, but in the adaptive world, there there really is no off season because we have to keep trained to function in life. You know, we mm-hmm. can't really lay off um, the the pedal, as you know some people would say. Um, at least for me, because I know if I were to just stop training or um, I could slow down the the intensity, but as far as like a vacation like taking more than a week off uh it's just it, it's a it takes so much energy to get back to where i, I, I mm. was and want to be so like this week is definitely a struggle i still end up doing like a three mile interval just to like flush my legs out and like do something like um before crossfit i mean i was unhealthy no had um was living the couch life you know struggling was looking for work and stuff like that and I think I went three months of just no fitness, no just eating all the candy, popcorn, junk. I was going to the movies every day, so I was eating all the no, junk. That's, food. That's, that sounds awesome. Yeah, the movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> On the side, it was a good life. No, no, got to see <laughs> see a different movie like every other day. Um, but it's good. Know, but it's, overall, it's not. It's not sustainable, is it? It's, it's you get to a point, and then it's nice for the first couple of days, but then you start feeling a bit rough, and then you're like, "Yeah, this is not." Oh yeah, funny. like when you, when you try to wake up and your body just wants to shut down, it's the worst thing for me. Um, I love sleep. I love laying in my bed, but when my my body, my mind wakes up, all right, it's time to go. Get up, mm-hmm. do something, do a couple squats, do a couple sit-ups, do something, wake up the body, uh, take a cold shower, shock the body, do what you got to do. Um, but uh, that's that's me right now. Um, going to talk to the nutritionist, see what's the the next goal for the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, for like this season, I mean, the season lasted a year and a half because we didn't have a games last year. You know, I, I was training since 2019. Um, because I got seventh place in 2019 at the games. Um, 2020 didn't happen, so couldn't really take my foot off the pedal I'm like all right i yeah. gotta get ready for the next year no like, you know it's coming you know it's gonna be intense everybody else is gonna be training hard and not harder you gotta try to keep pushing you know i end up getting fifth place this year um nice. had some had some athletes that couldn't show up but a lot of guys that were there were you no know, games athletes that went to the actual mm-hmm. crossfit games um they merged our division because we didn't have um the numbers they were looking for so they said well just like old times we're just gonna put you all in the same same division you know two points one point um we'll we'll calculate you know the the weights and you know make sure everybody doing the proper volume and all of that to get the same the same fairness same workout um life isn't fair we already know that so no matter what standards and rules they give us you know we just roll with the punches and no, that's one thing that I think we do a little bit better than um, like the able-bodied communities and CrossFit competitions. Like we we don't we don't sugarcoat things. We just all right, this is your standard. Stick with it. All right, mm. no question. You can ask all the questions you want, but you're gonna still do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, man. That's that's why I got involved in what I do and, and for my job because that was it. Like I was. I've been a PT. I actually wrote an article about this the other day. Um, I write articles for magazines in regards to some of the work I do. So um, it was sort of like my story of how I got into a, a sort of adaptive fitness. And it was it was that thing. It was like I had an opportunity. I took on that opportunity to run a class for people with disabilities. And then instantly, like, I was like, wow, like these guys just are getting stuck in. No complaints. And coming from a personal trainer sort of speaking to able-bodied people and and just hearing very mundane excuses barriers and you know i'm not i'm not sort of like putting putting them to shame at all but i was just sort of like as soon as i started working with people with disabilities i was like, wow, okay right this is what i want to do these guys are 
are raring to go. They they want to do it. exactly. They want to put in all the work. They want to smash it out. Um, they don't want any special treatment. I was like, this is this is where my career is going. Obviously, in the article, it's wrote a bit more of a story than that, but that was sort of. Uh, hey, that's a good blueprint. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. I'm the only athlete in my city and uh, in my area. Um, I've tried reaching out to people in my area. You know, um, we used to have a wheelchair basketball league here once upon a time. And but a lot of people, especially like my, my veterans and stuff like that, um, that got entered in the military, nobody wants to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm technically in a place that we call a retirement nation. So this mm-hmm. is the, the place where people come to not work, to just relax and not do anything. Uh, so I'm, you're, 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 in, you're in Georgia, right? Yeah, so I'm in uh, Augusta, Georgia. So, um, if you know what, if you're big on golf and know what the Masters is, I'm in. That's where I live. So, mm-hmm. a big golf tournament every year. So, we got all the country clubs and stuff like that come here. Um, I don't play golf. Me neither. I've done the. I've done the. i done the miniature it's golf. Not vigorous. Though, so. How many reps? How many reps? Right. <laughs> like it's. I could probably try it out when I get. Know some downtime and stuff like that, but it was just the one sport I can't really watch or get into. Um, I'm still trying new things, so I, I'm not going to say I won't ever try it. Um, but right now, I kind of like more of an upbeat, you know, some fast, a little faster pace. Um, I know a lot of guys that are great at it, and um, I trained a couple of clients that you know had that needed the hip function and stuff like that. So it's a great sport overall. Um, it's not for me. No, it's not my cup of tea. Now, going to back to um, you say he was doing personal training. Though. So I started mm-hmm. off as a personal trainer, working with mm-hmm. you know, different athletes and different people. Um, I got a couple of student student athletes, you know, that got sponsorship, not sponsorships, um, scholarships, um, playing for different schools and stuff. And I still enjoyed nice. that. I kind I do want to get more involved in my community and you know, working with adaptive athletes. Um, mm-hmm. So anytime I could know talk to somebody online, I have people reach out to me on social media. Um, let's say my phone is always on, so I always have people reach out to me, ask me questions. Um, like the, the past couple of months, going to the Wildwood Games, had a lot of new athletes that you know were registering, were competing, ask me every little thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, for the swim, no, are we supposed to just do the one one stroke? Can we like change up our strokes? Um, if we're on the track, do we have to run forward? Can we go backwards? Like, what kind of question is that? Run back, we'll run backwards. But I've literally had every kind of question um, about the games. And I love being that person that can you know, help out with that. You know, mm. The more information, the better. Um, and I'm always asking questions too. Um, so whenever no, we do have these events. No, I try to ask as many questions as I can for those who may be afraid to ask questions. Mm. We still have a lot of people in the community um, or not in the community yet, but are just on the outside trying to know, find their way still. Mm. And I mean, I was one. I didn't know what adaptive was. I didn't know what my disability was until like after college. No, I just grew up sheltered, not knowing anything like, oh, my arm's different. Oh, well. But now that I've started training, I've studied, I've done research, and I mean, I'm not alone. There's a lot of people like me, you know, mm. different classifications and versions of what I have, but I'm not alone in the world anymore. And so mm. any way I could help those that are like me or people that end up with my injury and stuff like that, I try to let people know and let them know my social media, like, hey, I'm here. If you need to talk, we got questions, you know, if you want to start doing this fitness Hey, I'm here in the gym. Let's make it happen. I think that's the beauty of the adaptive community as well. There's no sort of like resistance, or I know with uh, with personal trainers, there's always been that sort of like keeping your cards very close to your chest. You know what I mean? This, this right in regards to it's, sharing information and helping each other, unless you know you've got your sort of uh, online gurus that want to sort of like charge you for mentorship. But with right. the adaptive community, I've just found there's so. There's, everybody's so willing to share information, help one another, refer people to each other. So like oh, yeah. I would refer, I would refer some people to other, other trainers because that's not my specialty. You know, I work yes. predominantly with people with uh, physical limitations, not necessarily neurological um, conditions yeah. in regards to uh, like autism or Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Not that I haven't got any clients. I've got a client with uh, autism and I'm looking yeah. at starting a project very soon in regards to that, but um, it's not my nice. speciality. So, and I think it's, 
that's that's what I've loved about it so 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 much. Like every single person I've contacted so far through my alt movement page has been more than happy to help give advice jump oh, yeah. on the podcast so it's just it's just such a warm strong community um so in regards to like your area you said uh you you, you did you had a bit of resistance in getting adaptive athletes in your area together why do you think that is um so the area um that i live in the culture is definitely not one of fitness no there are more unhealthy restaurants and places like that here than no gyms and fitness places. Um, there's technically only two CrossFit gyms in the area. You no, know, there's some some gyms that do CrossFit and no functional fitness um, that don't pay the affiliate fees. But there's not many com- that I feel like compared to like the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. No, it's a small area, but my area is spread out and it has so much potential to grow. But because of the the culture and no. No, there's like no change here. Like nobody's willing to grow. Um, like the past two years, I've been trying to open up a gym and I've been, haven't been getting the support or the feedback from like my community here, like from mm-hmm. you no, know, the culture here. Um, yeah, the culture is not one of fitness. So I had to rearrange my plan, you know, so if I can't open up a gym here, I can at least go somewhere else, either open up a spot or work somewhere and at least make more money. Mm-hmm. So my game plan right now is within the next you no know, three to five years. I want to be able to get my experience, you know, reach out to different places, different um communities, and I'll save up, get my finances up, and so I so I can come back here and you know, build something from the ground up with no limitations, with no no setbacks, holdups. You know, I can be able to have something for anybody, and everybody. That's the overall goal. Um, whether you're able-bodied, adaptive, if you want to compete, if you just want to live, you know, I want, I want to do that. I mean, it's home. I, I love my home. I, I just want to take care of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, it hasn't given me much, you know, besides shelter and stuff like that, but I'm a nice guy and I just love taking care of my people no matter what. So mm-hmm. before I get too old and broken down from CrossFit, I do want to be able to share that you know I've, I've set up programs for like my global gym and i just never got the the right feedback from the right people so mm-hmm. when i did so back when i was at my global gym i started the boot camp program and it was booming and it was the first of its kind um the community loved it it was great but i didn't have the support from the gym and from the owners of course everything's all about money and instead of them trying to care about the people they just care about the money mm-hmm. so like okay you got a big following we're just going to try to charge we're just going to double the price on everything and just take people money and money isn't big around here you no know, people may have money but nobody likes spending money you know that's also mm-hmm. the culture of where i'm at nobody wants to spend money on their health mm-hmm. and so that's, that's a quite that an interesting converse that's quite an interesting conversation i was someone the other day who was talking about um if your dog gets sick what you do if your dog gets sick? You take your dog to the vets. You give your dog every single bit of medication it can. But if you get sick, you don't care. <laughs> it's like, oh, like do worry it's, about that. It's different, yeah. Um, like people would rather spend a hundred dollars on oh, a dinner and movie versus a gym membership. You know, stuff. Yeah. It, and it always comes back to know your priorities. You know, is your, mm. how how important is your health? And like even down here, and I live close to the downtown area. And I have so many people that know me from the gym and from social media and stuff. And whenever I'm like running or working out and they'll see me, they'll reach out like, hey, you know, I really need to start going to the gym. Like, well, go. <laughs> I'm yeah. there. Like, you know where I'm at. You know where to find me. You no. Know, people ask me, you know, like, I need help. I need help. I need this. I need that. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I technically live under a rock. Like, I'm in the same place every day. So, you know, I'm in the gym. Come see me. Like my hours, I'm literally in the gym six to eight hours a day, maybe more. It depends on like my training schedule. You know where I'm at. Tell me your schedule. Let's make it work. Let's, you got to adapt just like I have to adapt. And mm-hmm. I literally started my training. When I started my personal training, I was literally the 24-hour guy. Like I had guys working the third shift, no graveyard shifts. As soon as they get off work, all right, let's go. Let's get this fitness out of the way. No, get your endorphins going, then eat, go sleep, get ready for the next day. No excuses. Um, no matter what time, if you work out before work, after work, um, we're going to make it happen. And 
I was the only, I mean, I feel like I'm the only trainer that did that. Um, mm. no, I have a, like, you have a 24 hour facility, use it. You know, if you know you can't make it in the mornings and afternoons, go at night, make it happen, make it work. You know, you got all mm. these different diets and fasts. You no, know, intermittent fasting was fun for me because I was work. I used to long time, long time ago. I used to do security, so I used to work 12, 16 hour shifts, crazy hours. And so the only time I could do anything was you know once I got off late at night. And so again, I don't want to give people excuses, but you shouldn't be making excuses. Mm. There's always time. There's always time in the day. Like if you really broke down a 24 hour day, you know, six to seven hours sleep. Uh, maybe you got to work for eight hours, and then you got to think right, okay time prepping food etc there's always time like you'll always say to someone Did always you watch TV? you watch tv uh yeah i watched tv for two hours well an hour and that could have been spent training um right or oh, i don't have enough time in the mornings get up earlier <laughs> uh, man i had a uh my global i love my global gym because i was able to change the whole culture and community of the gym mm -hmm. so the gym i was at for three years no it was it was a bodybuilder gym Everybody does the bro sesh, the split sesh. You know, everybody's all about the gains. We're going to stay in here for two hours, live for maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then stare in the mirror for an hour and a 15, stuff like that. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's still, that's still fun, right? <laughs> Staring in the mirror after a good, good workout. <laughs> well, you got to get a good pump. I got, I got to check things out. <laughs> no, I got to flex a little bit. Um, and like, so that was the, the main culture, but then you have all these people that are just your average eight eight hour workers just trying to know figure out what they want to do with themselves so like, all right let's try something different you know instead of being here for two three hours you got 30 30 minutes 45 minutes what can we do to you know get your heart rate up get it under control how can we get some kind of muscle fatigue you know get you some kind of some kind of strain going um what can we do to like change your body you know and then make you tired because you could do a workout for two, three hours and not break a sweat, or you could do a, a 10 minute workout and be on the edge of death. Um, and we just trying to find a balance with people. And I tested with some good friends. I tested with myself. And uh, when I did eventually start my bootcamp program, I had a lot of people, you know, just watching me do, do all the crazy things. So if you got a bodybuilder trying to leg press, you know, like 600 pounds, they'll look at me i'm doing a thousand plus a thousand pounds for reps then they're going doing shoulder press at the at the squat rack i was like all right this is how you're supposed to do it and fits in the form fits in the core and stuff like that um i love i love the gym and i still had like those looks like like I'm a one-arm trainer so when anytime i would try to tell somebody about their form or mm -hmm. you know just make sure they don't get hurt because Everybody, everybody but I know has an issue with doing deadlifts. They always have back injuries with deadlifts. It's like use your legs. I know you got you got chicken chicken legs, but use your legs, not your back. <laughs> um, but trying to change that community, and I knew I was I was a true crossfitter once I got out of the global gym and started competing. I just like to change up. You no know, crossfit is all mm -hmm. about being different. You no. Know, this community, everybody's different. Nobody's going to judge you for being different. And it's for everybody. You no, know, mm. you, know, you go to a global gym, everybody's going to give you certain looks if you don't have like the muscle size or you don't have big biceps mm. and stuff like that. If you, if you don't fit the sort of uh, the category. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and with adaptive CrossFit, I mean, everybody's different. No, mm. even, even with similar adaptations and limitations, disabilities, everybody's different you know mm -hmm. you're not going to say the you won't see the same adaptation in this division versus you no know, this division um and that's why the sport is growing you no know, that's why we have like the 1.2 point contacts for the uppers and above knee below knee amputees for the lowers um the seated i mean i have this one kid that is a neural major um so like brain, slight brain damage left side is hit and miss you know he has good days where he could stand up and walk other days he's got to use his crutches mm. and but he loves working out he loves figuring out how to use his body and you know make his life easier it's like cool keep up with the competitions check out my girl here she's a neuro major she's been doing it way longer than me 
she's a doctor herself. I mean, check her out and do this. I love connecting the community together. Um, even if I don't have all the knowledge, I know people with the knowledge. And I love coming on and these podcasts and they'll re- have people reach out to me just sharing information. So like even with you in the UK, I know you talked to my girl Charlotte and she she rocks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember linking up with her a while back and just seeing all of these people from around the world and you no know, connecting with one another. I mean, I loved it. So, so, so did you meet her when she was over in the US? No, I wish. Um, <laughs> I know next I know next year I need to meet a lot of people. Um mm. Cause now I missed the CrossFit games and uh, she, she didn't come to the, the worldwide game. So uh, if CrossFit wasn't so expensive, uh, it will definitely be easier for everybody to get together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that was one thing with um, the worldwide games. You know, we had a lot of athletes that just couldn't make it because of you no, know, um, you know, travel prices. And then some countries are still kind of closed off to the world and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I know even with uh, Waterpalooza, you no, know, they, the price for Waterpalooza went up. So a lot of people aren't competing this um, in January for that. What's that for the emissions to? Oh, yeah. So I think Wallapalooza, it was close to $400 just for registration. It was something crazy like that. I was like, man, that's way more than both of, I think both the CrossFit games and the Worldwide games. Um, Worldwide games wasn't too pricey. Um, and that was also because it was you know, the first time it was in, in the U.S. and they wanted to get more athletes at the competition. And we understand that flight cost is the craziest thing ever. Like flight costs and no no hotels and lodging, that's that's a crazy, crazy thing to deal with too. Um so we do we are doing a better job at um funding for the community. Um no we're trying and the whole prize purse is a lot better too. So we actually are doing better than the able bike competition when it comes to like funding and you no know, being respectful with the prize person, stuff like that. I mean, that was a big issue with CrossFit, you know, with the CrossFit games. I won't go into big details. It's probably been said by a bunch of athletes already. Um, but we do want to be included and not limited. You no, know, you're including three divisions. I know you could get more divisions. I know it'll be a lot more work, but you no, know, we want the community community to be together. No, that's, just, the beauty of, that's the beauty of CrossFit, isn't it? It's, it's, no, it's, it's a very, very inclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and anyone can enter. That's that's the, that's the amazing thing mm-hmm. about it. Anyone can enter. You can enter online. You can, however you do it, submit, you know, and you have a chance to go up. Essentially, you're going up against like, some top athletes. Yeah. Like, if I was to enter, essentially, I'm, in, I'm entering and try. Obviously, I definitely wouldn't win. <laughs> 100% <laughs> would not win. Um, but yeah, so I mean, one of my main goals for sort of like the next couple of years is to get an adaptive athlete to the games. Now, I've got a couple of people sort of interested. So, um, hey, yeah, that's that's plan in the work and let's make it happen. Because, uh, like around my area, there's um, probably a similar thing to yourself. There's not really been a lot of stuff around here for, uh, for people with disabilities, like in wheelchairs and stuff. So, um, recently I started a club, well, a wheelchair weightlifting club to sort of put the feelers to put the feelers out and see uh, sort of what response I get and you know I had a lot of people interested I managed to get some funding from the local council um yeah the, the, the council just love what I'm doing at the moment so they're sort of putting a lot of attention putting people my way <coughs> excuse me um, and also, um, I work for a gym, so not a CrossFit gym, but it's a S&C gym running classes. Okay. So strength yeah, yeah, yeah. That is now becoming a CrossFit gym. So you might have seen on my page, um, yeah. I put up a, a picture the other day. So what the gym is, the gym's going to be a CrossFit gym. It's going to open up and uh, alt movement, what I do, is going to run within that gym with adaptive athletes, basically taking the programming, adapting it to these athletes. And uh, yeah, that'll be the goal. So I'm looking at making that a real hub in this area. And as I say, there's nothing nice. like that in, in, in my immediate area in Essex, which is quite a big place. Um, yeah, so I'm ho- I, I, I'm looking at, I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit ambitious, but I would like to lead the way for adaptive athletes in the UK. But we'll see, we'll see. That's, that's an awesome thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, any any chance we could just grow the sport and you know reach out to those that have no idea what this is because mm. I mean people grow up not knowing you know what they can or can't do until they try and a lot of people have that fear of the unknown and just spraying out you know everything we do through social media social media is a great thing no I'm still old and trying to figure things out with it but no if it wasn't for you no know, social media and you know, stuff like this, you no know, 
I probably would be still you no know, staying on couch. So getting the word out, reaching out in your community, reaching out through social media. I mean, you get, you're doing an awesome job. So love love your work. You got a lot of athletes in your gym now that are going to be pushing pushing leaderboard real soon. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Hopefully, <laughs> as the plan. Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, as I, I just, I'm just going to try and get as many people involved as possible and there is that little bit of re uh, reluctancy i think with some people like maybe it's nerves maybe it's like because there's never really been that support there with them before so they're sort of like they want to see that case study build and i think that's yeah. I, I i have one of my clients like he's been training he's been training me for a year he had cerebral palsies in the wheelchair and um he was meant to come along to the, the wheelchair weightlifting club one night and he didn't come just because he was anxious like he was he was worried to come along because he just show up a, yeah he'd not been in a group yeah. environment for so long and he didn't know what to expect so the next week i said like oh what, what happened he was like i just i just i bottled it i lost my nerve and i said i'll tell you what i'm picking you up half six i'll see you there and, he, that's, and it. That, that's it he couldn't he couldn't back out then i just went around his house picked him up um chucked his wheelchair in the back of my truck and we we yeah. went down to the <laughs> we went down to the uh, uh, down to the class and he loved it he loved it he had a great time i even even at the World War Games, it was a lot of athletes first time competing and you could tell the nerves and all of that. So like at their events, like, all right, let's go get some food. Like we're, we're hanging out, like got your carbs in. And we got a long day of fitness. This is completely different than your you know, regular go to the gym for the one workout and then go home. Mm -hmm. This is competition time. So we're, you're in the show now. And so taking a couple of athletes under my wing and you know, introducing them to the competition life was definitely, definitely an eye opener for them. Um, uh, even my one athlete, I'm actually going to be with her at uh, the Waterpalooza in January, you know, helping her, coaching her, um, just keeping her, giving the, her the competition experience and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and a lot of athletes, you know, once they, uh, once you start competing, it gets addicting. I mean, mm. you know, you'll literally make a way to get to these competitions and just connect it with, you know, your, your friends. You no, know, this is, this community is all about family. Mm. So even before at the competitions, everybody's going to connect online, figure out how we can help each other, you know, grow our businesses, grow our, you know, foundations, make connections, come up with different charity events to you know, get funding for, you no know, different research for disabilities and stuff like that. Um, try to make it easier to, you know, you know, get guys with that have like the, the prosthetics and stuff, help them fund and get worked on their prosthetics and stuff worked on. No, we try to make make a way for everybody to know, know, feel better and know function better in life. Um, mm -hmm. I know right now, no, I got my man um, Vic, Victor else off. No, he's trying to keep his visa um, active so he can stay in America. And um, no, we're all coming together raising funds for that. Um, definitely want my bro to stay stay in the states because he's an awesome coach, great leader. No, he wants to open up a adaptive gym in the states too. And no, that's that's the goal we all share. We want to see this this community grow, and we want to help the future because we got a lot of kids coming up that are just like us when we we're young, like lost, don't have any kind of no path to go by. So we want to pave the way for them. Mm -hmm. So if he opens up the gym for me, awesome. I'm supporting 100. Um, there is no competition between gyms unless it's like a friendly competition, but. The overall mission is for the community to grow and pay the way for the future. I think that's the thing, as you just said there, with a lot of CrossFit gyms, there isn't any competition unless it is sort of friendly competition mm -hmm. because we've all got the same goal and the goal is to make people fitter and healthier and have a good time doing it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas a lot of the sort of, yeah. as you say, like the, 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 the commercial gyms, it's a little bit more like, how can we make the most money? How that gym's making more money? Yeah. How can we make more money than them? <laughs> It's very money-driven. Yeah. And uh, I've always said to people, I was having another conversation actually today with someone who was interested in becoming a coach. And I said, listen, if, if you're coming into this industry for the money, the money's not there. If you're coming into this industry because you're genuinely passionate about helping people, the money's there because people will see through your bullshit. People exactly. will see that you are passionate and they will want to invest in you so that you can help them achieve their goals. Oh, yeah. I've definitely... I'm still doing like little programming, online stuff for some people, always helping friends. Anybody that wants help, they know where to find me. Um, but I don't do this for the money at all. I mean, I've I've been homeless a few times before I knew what CrossFit was and all of that. So I've known the struggle. 
So even if it comes to the point where I have to like sleep in my car just to get the competition and stuff like that. No, I've done that to like one event. I'm not going to say which one just because it'll freak my friends out. <laughs> um, but I've gotten so much support over the years with you no know, a couple of brands and sponsors. And you no, know, I'm slowly reaching to like bigger names and getting help from a lot of people. Um, I got friends that will start businesses that will support me just because I've supported them along their journeys and stuff. And uh, and that's how I feel like the world needs to be. I mean, everybody should be there for one another. There shouldn't be anybody trying to shut each other down for any reason. You know, mm-hmm. if we get to the point where we could just get together, push each other to be better, then we get better. You know, that's it's, I feel like it's I feel like it's that simple, but the world doesn't seem to make it that simple. There's a lot of uh, resistance from some people. And it's, I think if, uh, resistance. <laughs> if, if CrossFit could grow and, and grow and grow and grow, I know in the UK it's not as big as it is in America, but um, with, especially with CrossFit, you just, you just see that support. Um, I, I love, I love CrossFit. seeing CrossFit around the world, how every culture is different with CrossFit. But you still see that that bond, that 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 community within mm. every community. Um, the thing with America, and I mean, everybody's read the history books and stuff like that. It repeats itself. So there's still going to be segregation and separation with a lot of people, and even within CrossFit. There's still separation in CrossFit. I mean, we got the adaptive community. We there hasn't been adaptive competition in the CrossFit Games until like last year. Why, why did it take so long for us to get included? They also say one thing, they'll say another thing. But if you have the resources, you got the, the people that want to do it, I think you can make it happen. There shouldn't be any, any limitations to it. I mean, I know there's probably a lot more logistics and stuff that goes to it, but looking from the outside, and especially you know, with me from my background and you know, the things I've gone through growing up in the South and all of that, yeah, some things need to change and needs to hurry up and change. <laughs> so I'm definitely happy we finally eventually got a black president to forever for that. But yeah, some things still haven't changed. So oh. <laughs> uh, definitely need to see see some things happen. Definitely need to need to hurry up and bring the peace. You no, know, we get the community together. We'll bring the peace. Mm. Yeah, people get so caught up in uh, segregation and, uh, and mind, mind, mind. Get away. Right. Anyone that's different yeah. is not included. Oh man, I think the best, the happiest I've been was when I left the country and went to Canada. Those people are very okay. happy <laughs> and very nice. <laughs> uh, I come back to America and everybody just so mad, so angry, <laughs> always stressed, always got something to say. It's it's not it's not too much positivity where I'm where I'm from. No, I'm not in the best neighborhoods as of right now. So hopefully I'll move real. I plan on moving before February. That's my, pl- mm-hmm. my goal. So hopefully I'll be in a, a better spot, a safer spot um, by then. Um, Where are you going to move to? Whoever wants me. Um, <laughs> I've talked to a guy Traveling in coach. cities and states. I mean, I've that is really the one dream I have is to be able to travel and either do seminars or work with like some athletes that want my training for like a few months at a time and stuff like that. No, that was, that was a dream I've had for a while. And I kind of want to implement that to like my overall goal of having like my gym home. But if I could help somebody from South America or from Asia, no, I want to be able to help. No, no excuse. If I could learn the language, if I could get translation translator, no matter, uh, I want to be that guy that can help. I think most most places can speak uh, English pretty well anyway. So thank God. <laughs> <I think> that, <laughs> anyone that speaks English, uh, uh, we get we get a little bit lazy, don't we? And we just like stick to our language. Uh, everyone else can speak it. <laughs> so I know the basics. Uh, I know a little, little bit of Spanish because I got a strong uh, Hispanic community where I live at. Um, and then it's trying to speak like Portuguese and no Cantonese and stuff like that Mandarin those are I got some time before I learned that um but (laughs) I love learning I love and respect all cultures so as much as I can learn from other cultures I try Mm -hmm. um I mean again it just brings us closer I mean we all we may have a language barrier but no we do CrossFit no we're 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 family we're community Mm. so have you trained in many other CrossFit gyms around the world or is it predominantly so, been 
So I've been in, been in America. Uh, I competed in Canada, so I got to train at um, uh, Stouty's gym, you know, Chris Downbird's gym. Um, I've been up and down the East Coast. There's been one competition I've been to out in California. Um, I would like to bounce around and go to everybody's gym. Um, I'm starting YouTube soon, and you know, the goal with YouTube is to be able to you know, show show off my training, show off other gyms, and uh, show off my journey within CrossFit. Um, so recognize everybody's gym, everybody's no thought process within CrossFit and the community. Just bring people together. Um, so that's actually going to start up on Monday um, as soon as I get this desktop in my house working. Uh, my internet's so slow. That's That's been my biggest slowdown is the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got some good plans with that. Um, uh, my sponsors, they're going to help me out with that too. Um, definitely just all, all the people that's helped me along the way. Um, definitely appreciate, very grateful for all of the support. I mean, you know, outside of my family, they are family. Um, so much love and support. You know, anytime I'm traveling, they ask me, all right, hey, where are you staying at? You better not be staying in your car. I heard you was homeless one time. Don't be doing that. <laughs> um, but they're so helpful, just loving people um, from all over this country. Um, I just can't wait to continue traveling. And once you know, things get better with the whole pandemic, you know, as soon as we could just travel the world without any kind of really? hesitations, yeah. um, I'm going everywhere. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, that'll be my next goal. Well, I was actually meant to be going to America this year. Um, I've got mm -hmm. two tickets uh, booked for America, but obviously yeah. the pandemic screwed that up. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah, meant to be yeah. getting married in September, uh, just gone. Um, we was going to go to Montana. So me and my partner was going to go to Montana and we was going to get I'm married. In but yeah, so Dang. yeah, we both, we both had to put that on the back burner because of obviously travel restrictions and stuff which we wanted to go to america because we just wanted to get me and her just get married and that's it like we didn't want it yeah to, not, that, not that we don't love our family but we not you know we want to do something different yeah yeah something different like ready other than that white wedding we just wanted to go into the mountains just a vicar some guy with a camera and that's it just right that's us and uh hopefully Beautiful. not any bears because uh i'm terrified <laughs> that we're gonna get chased by so i was speaking to grace and she was like yeah, there's bears out there and manning lines and all this crazy stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I was not excited about that. So um, who else, like, who at the top end of the adaptive community? I know you've, you said you've been on a Logan Aldrich's po uh, podcast as well. Or yeah, so I did Logan's podcast, um, another yeah. podcast. Um, that was one I've re done recently. Um, mm. uh, one guy in the community, uh, Scott Davison, um, he's a living adaptive. Great podcast. He's more into you know, um, like the OCRs, obstacle courses, and trail racing. Um, but he's real, real big in just getting the word out on you know different things going on around the world, and a little bit more on the culture side and stuff like that. Great guy. Mm -hmm. um, my girl Lonnie, she's <laughs> uh, recently, though know, she she recently she had ACL um, surgery, and though know, she kind of fell in love with the that world. Um, just because it was great for her rehab. It was great on her mental, um, being able to you know not make the excuse of shutting down because of this injury and able to bounce back. I mean, she just finished, uh, I think she just finished her triathlon a while, a couple weeks ago. So it's definitely a great story. Um, but she's part of the um, Black, uh, blah, blah, blah. Black Endurance? Uh, Black Endurance, um, Enduring Warriors. Um, she's got a couple of pages. Um, Black with endurance. There we go. That's her page. Um, it's funny how I get different. Uh, it's like every other podcast I've done is either been with uh, Dativ or being um, African American, um, okay. or both uh, African American and um, <laughs> adaptive. Uh, I am a rare breed, apparently. <laughs> um, and especially where I'm at. I mean, I, I live in the South. You know. Um, in America, we still have all these crazy race issues and stuff like that. So people tend to ask me questions about how I feel on that. I'm pretty okay. Um, I haven't been shot at recently, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm safe. I'm in a, a good, decent, safe place right now. Um, but there should be peace in the world by now. You know, we should need to stop repeating history and, 
end the violence and all that. No, no, we have. If we look over the course of the thousands of years, you'll see history repeats itself. It just repeats, man. You're different. You've got a different skin color. You're wearing a different hat to me. I don't like you. Like, like he's wearing shorts and it's 30 degrees outside. We don't like it. Like, just random (laughs) stuff. Like, it's, it just kills me. I, I remember when I was in school, I was the only, I was literally the only black guy in my class. It was me and one other guy. Um, private school, Catholic private school. Um, parents spent a ton of money on it. Definitely because we went to public school. But man. and just seeing the different cultures between that school and other schools, and it wasn't that different. Everybody still has that random negativity towards things. Um, but because everything's still separated, and they and they try to make it separated through finances. No, if you don't have this much money, oh, you're going to be at this school. Or if you got too much money, you need to go to school. Don't try to, no, there shouldn't be anybody coming together. Mm-mm. Yeah, we. I feel like it's, it should be so much better. Even when I was a, I was a middle school teacher, um, again, once upon a time, uh, taught seventh grade uh, middle school. Oh, wow. And the culture there was like, really? <laughs> like, what did I get myself into? Like, no, I try to be a good guy. I try to be, you know, save the kids, save the world. Teaching is not my, wasn't my thing. No, mm-hmm. I'm a teacher at heart. No, I love coaching. No, coaches and teaching goes hand in hand. No, I can't be in the classroom. And plus, I don't <laughs> like wearing, I don't like wearing dress clothes as is. So me and oh, Sharon Tai, <laughs> I wear Sharon Tai maybe once a year and that's it. Wedd- weddings, like, funerals, and christenings. <laughs> like don't, don't, don't invite me into more than one wedding. Um, I will show up in a, a t-shirt and shorts. I will be that guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, same I told, for me. I've got, I told my, I've got, go on, sorry. I got my best friend getting married next year. I was like, all right, I'm showing up. I'm getting fitted for this tuxedo. This is the only time when you will see me dressed up. Don't nobody die. Don't nobody else get married. Don't nobody <laughs> else have any kind of black shirt anti events. I'm not showing up with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm going tomorrow. Actually, I'm going suit shopping. I've got a, a black tie event coming up uh, next month. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'm going suit shopping. I hate going suit shopping because I never ah. find one that fits me. And I've got a suit, but it's at that point now. It doesn't, it's a little bit tight, you know, which is great. I've got some gains, but um, I've managed yeah. to get three funerals, a wedding, and an 80th birthday out of that suit. So Ooh. it's done pretty good. So now I'm on to my next. <laughs> I know I have one suit from college and that's over a decade now. And I could fit in most days, but now that, no, the whole games from CrossFit. Uh, I gotta go see a tailor, and I'll, I think I gotta see a tailor beginning. It's hard on the shoulders. Oh. It's hard on the shoulders. Oh. <laughs> I know with me being that, the like one side is so much bigger than the other, and so just trying to get a good fit and be able to like move and function. Like I, I want a suit that fits me. Like I'm uh, in a James Bond movie. I want to be able to run and take <laughs> off if I need to. I don't need to be just stiff and stuck in one spot the whole time. Yeah. Essentially, you sit down, the shirt untucks, the <laughs> buttons come undone. It's like as soon as I get home, I just literally rip it off. Get off of me. I was like, I want, I want to be able to fit in a suit to where I can sit down, eat three plates full of food and dessert on the side and have no worries. <laughs> it needs and to be still a stre- be able to breathe. Stre- stre- stretchy suit. We need stretchy suits. Oh, I, I, I fell off the wagon with clothes. I've been wearing shorts and t-shirts forever. And I bought my first pair of jeans in a long time last year and realized they make stretchy jeans for guys. They do. Like I, could, I have a pair. I, could, I have a pair. <laughs> I was, I was in a, I was at that store and I was looking like a kid that just found out two plus two equals four. I was just like, <laughs> I was amazed. <laughs> I was like, this, I can, I can work squat with in this. them. <laughs> I was like, I might be able to like enjoy a competition and spectate with no no issues. Yeah, I could look, I could look like a regular human. <laughs> no, but um, I wouldn't change it any other way. Like I love wearing what I'm wearing. Like just you know, oh, track, yes. track suits, jogging bottoms, trainers. Yeah, I don't uh, like wearing uniform, not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hoodies and short season um, where I'm at right now. So um, cold in the mornings, warm up in the afternoon. So mm. make sure I got you no know, a little bit of everything ready. Every time I go somewhere, <laughs> I won't get I won't get any kind of cold cold weather. So no snow. Um, like the coldest it'll get maybe like low 30, 30 degrees Fahrenheit here. Um, 
but it'll get up to like 78 degrees like in the afternoon so it's it's always a big change so it starts cold and ends hot so you gotta prepare mm. for that yeah <laughs> just 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 balancing backwards um i don't know why i prefer but, summer or winter I, I quite like winter this time of year in the england in england it's uh it's cold but it's not too cold um yeah. i quite i quite enjoy this weather so yeah, what like would you winter. say <laughs> so what yeah, would you yeah. say you would like to see change within the adaptive community within the next few years mm. it's not really change i just want to see it grow um mm. Like the more athletes, you know, the better. And you no, know, we're already limited to you know how many people in the population are adaptive as is. Um, versus like CrossFit, like everybody can just do CrossFit if they wanted to. Um, no, we already have that limitation where there's only so many of us in the world. Um, but if we could get the awareness out there and you know, get people to at least see it, recognize it, try it out, you no, know, and open up the eyes to the world, you no, know, I'll be happy with that. Um, I want I definitely need some more gyms, uh, adaptive focused gyms, if not at least coaches that are willing to get the knowledge and want to work with adaptive athletes. Because um, as long as we have coaches, I mean, we can work with anybody. Um, mm -hmm. And that was my my thing when I started um, training. Because you no, know, my coaches technically are all the way up in you no know, North Carolina and Canada, like my programmers and stuff. Like my coach when I started CrossFit, she had no idea what to do it was obvious but mm -hmm. luckily she was very kind very sweet you no know, still one of my best friends now um they just wanted to learn with me so we mm -hmm. we took on the challenge we figured things out together made sure i didn't break down too bad every time i like had no reps and stuff like that or you know whip my shins doing double unders and all of that <laughs> uh, i think i had tossed my shoes in the corner of her gym that were like stuck in the balconies for like a good two months because <laughs> I was like frustrated. I don't even remember the workout, but I just remember taking my shoes off and just chucking them up in the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think she ended up giving, it, it eventually fell in. I think she gave them to her dogs because they were like covered in dust and had like bird stuff. It was, yeah, it was nasty. <laughs> but as long as uh, overall within the next couple of years, I want this community to grow. Um, I want, I want people to be able to know, go to the gym and not feel lost and have somebody doubt that's willing to work with them if they can, if not learn with them. Um, definitely want people to get the knowledge and know, be respectful and know, grow with, with the adaptives. Um, cause as soon as we get the, uh, the community to grow with the adaptive community and like just merge so we can finally be one community yeah then so we'll, then it we'll is inclusive see. and it's all it's all one sort of like yeah exactly no because it's because I, I know within the next i'll give it i'll give them three to five years i know it's not mm -hmm. instant change because it, it change takes time none, none of it's instant i mean just like you can't give 50 pound pr within two weeks mm -hmm. it, it takes time no mm -hmm. so as long as we stick to the program stay consistent communicate i know communication has always been an issue you no know, in america and with crossfit you know, as long as there is communication and willingness to grow we'll we'll get we'll get the right change absolutely and i think that's the important thing you don't you don't want it to change too fast because you want to build it on a strong foundation because yes. <laughs> a strong foundation is going to allow it to be more stable and that's that's one yeah. of the things i'm trying to do as a coach as mm -hmm. um as sort of what i'm growing is to try and educate people um, yeah. and try and teach people around adaptive athletes and how to train them and you don't have to get it right every time as you, you said don't. Every, everybody's different um and it's like every single athlete is almost like a puzzle like you've got to solve that puzzle in order to uh, develop them to the best of their sort of capabilities yeah um, probably the <laughs> funnest the funnest thing about doing the adaptive competitions we're always asking each other like how in the world do you do that <laughs> yeah between like how you do how you how are you doing double unders versus uh, how you tie your shoes no, mm. it could be about competitions. It could be about lifestyle. And like, I think everybody, I know what all the guys in my division, we're all different. And you no know, conversation, you no know, conversing amongst each other, you no know, seeing where we come from. You no, know, we're, we're brothers. And you no, know, you'll see us in competitions and you'll probably see us in the videos and stuff. You no, know, we gel really well. You no, know, we'll, we'll go hard and you no know, push each other in the workouts. But 
after the workouts, before the workouts, we're always going to you know fist bump each other, high five, and all of that, you know, big hugs and stuff like that. Um, and seeing that, hopefully, they'll encourage and motivate people to like get out of their comfort zone, get out of their shells, and they'll yeah. want to be part of the community. Yeah, and that's exactly what I love about it, man. That's what I love about it. Well, listen, Stephen, I'm going to have to actually uh, cut the podcast yes. short because uh, I'm just looking at my workout I'm doing tonight. I'm off to a CrossFit gym. Um, split jerks, strict yeah, press, man. and uh, the little Metcon at the end is shoulders to overhead and toes to bar. 10, 9, 8, Man, 7, your 5, shoulders 5, are going to be, whoo. On Those fire. shoulders are going to be fire. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm looking at it. Like, most people look at this and think, oh, God, I don't want to do that. But I'm quite excited, actually. I'm looking forward to it. So, and I can't wait yeah. to, uh, I, I see my next training cycle. So I start, mm. I get back in the gym full force mm. on Monday. So I can't wait to, you know, I see what the program looks like. Because I know we're going to get some strength training between now and um, the open or whenever the worldwide open is. Mm-hmm. So can't wait for that. Um, going to be tackling my cardio a lot harder. Um, now, what's my biggest focus this year? Um, definitely want my strength to grow. And my strength and endurance were great. I never felt beat up or destroyed after every workout but i know i need to get faster and a lot better with my cardio so um going to play around with that and then mix it up a bit um see see what my nutritionist is going to torture me with if i gotta eat broccoli for the rest of my life <laughs> and stuff like and that broccoli but, chicken and rice <laughs> man uh the best the best combo ever um hopefully he says he got some some ideas and we're going to change up the menu a bit so i can't wait for that um gonna have fun gonna post my journey on social media and uh youtube and stuff and i'm gonna have a blast with that um 2022 season is gonna be all about change and all about fun Mm. Uh, so stay tuned for that that's it man i'm gonna be following you every step of the way i'm gonna be watching youtube channels and i'm gonna be uh keeping in touch and uh, yeah like dude like when when we have some more competitions i'd love to catch up with you again and we can go through some stuff but um, i just want to thank you so much today for jumping on i'm about to go and get killed this workout and uh, <laughs> it's yes, morning sir, you for you, so, so hopefully you enjoy the rest of your day but um, Stephen, i really appreciate yes, you coming on buddy thanks sir you have a great one take care guys take care